0: Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Charles Batt, who is the MBE Mailboxes Etc. Franchisee for Parramatta in New South Wales, a franchise offering shipping, design and printing services worldwide. Listen as Charles delves into why he chose MBE, his business journey so far, what makes MBE a scalable opportunity, and who would make an ideal franchisee. Listen on to discover more. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Ellen Rogers from the Eden Exchange team. Today our guest is Charles Batt, who is the MBE Mailboxes Etc. Franchisee for Parramatta in New South Wales, a franchise offering superior shipping, printing and support services across the globe. Welcome to the podcast, Charles. Thank
1: you. It's nice to be with you.
0: Now, could you start off by telling us about how you first became involved with MBE? Where is your MBE centre located?
1: So my centre is in Parramatta, which for people who are outside of Sydney, it's sort of the geographic heart of Sydney. So if you look at a map of Sydney, it's right in the middle. It's very much a growth area for the coming years. As far as your question about how did I get into MBE, I had a reasonably long corporate career, went changed through a number of companies, and ultimately ended up with a redundancy because we had a takeover from an overseas entity. The redundancy gave me the opportunity to go out and do my own thing. So I. Spent a bit of time doing research, in fact, quite a lot of time doing research. I went and met with a number of business brokers and looked at a number of independent businesses for sale. And what I learned after a few weeks of doing that was that the amount of money I had to spend and what they were selling really didn't match up because for the amount of money a private business was selling, all you were buying was the knowledge in that person's head. You really weren't buying a system and process. So I went along to one of the franchising shows. And I spent the day going around many franchises having a look to see what matched my skill sets. And mailboxes, etc., stood out to me as being ideal because of its mix of business, the type of customer it worked with, and the hours that it traded. It doesn't do weekend work, which suited me down to the ground. And so what I found was that combination of the system and process that comes with being in a franchise really helped me transition from my corporate life into owning my own business.
0: Now, Charles, what is it that MBE does? I mean, I introduced the business as being a shipping, printing and support services business model. Now, that's a lot to take in. So what exactly does MBE do and what services do each of the franchisees offer?
1: Yes, you did get it right. It is a bit of a mouthful. So really, there are three streams of revenue, which is one of the things that I really liked about the uh, the franchise. So for me, the main component is printing. I do a lot of printing and it makes up probably about 80% of my revenue. The other two parts of the franchise is shipping. So that's where you might be shipping boxes across Sydney or it might be a DHL parcel overseas. So we do that combination of local freight and international express parcels. And the third component is the mailboxes, which are better thought of as a virtual office. So anyone who's wanting to run a small business from home, for example, or they're interstate or overseas and they need a professional business address in Sydney, they can get a mailbox of MBE and it'll give them a genuine street address. What I find is that across Australia, different franchisees focus to different levels on those different areas. So some franchisees are really focused on the shipping, for example, because that's their passion, and you'll find that the revenue coming to them in shipping is more like 40% or 50%. In other places, the mailboxes work really well for them, and that might be 20% of their revenue, but the beauty of mailboxes is that it's all profit. It's purely a service that we provide, and it means that the franchisees that have got really high numbers of mailboxes do very well out of that. So the beauty of it is is that you can actually focus on the area of the business that works best for you and that you best enjoy and beyond that it's great for the customer because we can actually provide a more comprehensive service to that small to medium business.
0: Now you did touch on providing services for small business owners who might want to work at home. What can you tell us about your customers? Are you mostly servicing B2C customers or B2B?
1: The vast majority of customers are B2B. If you look at almost any MBE in Australia the vast majority of the customers are business customers Now, that might be anything from the local cafe or restaurant needing to have their menus and their loyalty cards printed to the other end where it could be large corporate or government departments they're doing printing for. It does, again, depend on the specific centre and where it's located and the type of products they offer, which is, again, one of the things I like about it is that you can tailor that to suit you. My bent is towards the bigger corporate. So I, I do medium to large corporate and government work. In fact, I'm tendered and got onto a number of government contracts, whereas most of the MBEs in Australia don't go to that level of tendering and getting onto contracts, but they could still well deal with the large businesses you see in the area.
0: So Charles, Australia's border has been locked down for a considerable amount of time. Is there a resulting significant strain on the shipping and parcel industry? How has your MBE centre adapted during the pandemic?
1: Yes, clearly having the borders shut has caused a lot of problem for that shipping and freight part of the business. In fact, it's probably caused problems for all parts of the business. Anyone who's been living in Australia will know that couriers and Australia Post have got progressively more bogged down and caught with the volume of parcels being shipped. It's really when you come into your own as someone who can provide advice to the customers who are wanting to send parcels somewhere, it's always tempting to just say, let's go with the cheapest one. But particularly when things are going bad, the cheapest one is not necessarily the best answer, because if you ship something and it doesn't arrive, that wasn't cheap. So there's a lot of um, effort going into working out which is going to be the best courier for a particular location. And we also go an extra step or two to make sure the parcels are easily identifiable, because if you imagine a warehouse that's full, you know, call it a few football fields size warehouse full of brown boxes. If you're saying to a courier company, you've lost a brown box, there's no chance they're going to find it. So if you can do something, so we use branded MBE tape, that we wrap around the box, just makes it that much easier to find if the courier is looking for it for you. And that can help speed up resolutions if there has been a problem in the shipping.
0: And now that the country is opening up again, are you finding that business is slowly returning back to normal?
1: Yes, coming back very quickly, what I found, so from a print side of the business, a number of my customers were people who were very badly impacted by COVID. So one of my big customers is a performing arts venue. And needless to say, they were 100% shut for through most of 2020 and 2021. But they're now coming back to full force again, which is fantastic. They're coming back. Marketing agencies equally were very much shut down over that period because people weren't marketing, they weren't going to trade shows and conferences and events, but that's all coming back. But there were other parts of the business that went quite well because people were a little bit stuck. They didn't have access to their office printer and so they were needing to outsource those things. So there were some glimmers of hope through it and I think that's the beauty of the business is that with a few different strands Of a revenue source, you can actually get business from one area if you're failing to get it in a different area.
0: Okay, now touching back on that initial question about pricing and shipping costs and trying to keep those down, Australia is known to be a country with high shipping costs alongside other expenses. How are you managing these costs year after year and yet remain affordable to your customers?
1: It's a tough question. It's one that's asked quite often by a number of people in a number of different ways. And my view on that is that you're actually better paying a little bit more to have your parcel turn up where it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be there and try to save a couple of dollars and finding that it's delayed by days, weeks, or even months, or that it's just simply not turning up at all. Something that BMBE NBA franchises can do is they can advise the customer on what the best options are. You can take option A, it's going to cost you this much money, but you need to be aware there's going to be a lot of risk in that. The option B is going to cost you some more money, but it's much more likely to turn up uh, on time and intact. And the customers then will make their decision based on just how important the item is that they're sending as to whether they're prepared to pay that higher price and get a more certain service.
0: Now, looking back on your journey with MBE, in your own words, how have you grown as a business owner since becoming a franchisee and what goals have you set out and achieved? It's actually
1: been a really exciting journey. I mean, I've been there over 15 years now. It's fair to say that first week was probably terrifying and exciting in equal quantities because all of a sudden I'm 100% responsible for the outcome of the business and where it goes. But very quickly, you get led through the process by the franchisor, which certainly helps, and also from my own private business experience. So you do set goals. You do work out how you're going to go out and generate new business. And it is very much up to the franchisee. MBE will not feed you that business on a plate. You need to be able to go out and find that business for yourself. So I joined the Chamber of Commerce. I joined a business networking group. I went out and visited local businesses. I did a lot of direct mail, a lot of unaddressed mail, started building mailing lists of emails of people that I'd been doing business with or people that I've met who... I could uh, send messages to. One of those things that snowballs, the more you get to know people in the area, the more they're happy with you, the easier it is then to find the next customer or they're referred to you. And so you find that it builds on itself. The balance in the business changes over time. On that first year, you're very much out chasing down every lead you can to bring business in. And then as the business matures, you're then starting to farm those leads, understand their needs more, find out that you can actually do more for that particular customer because you're understanding their business better. And as I say, they will then start referring other people to you. So you start to get all of that together. You mentioned setting targets, and clearly you've got to do that. You need to understand what your revenues and your costs are going to look like to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. If you don't set a budget, it can be very easy to fool yourself that you're doing well. If you set the budget and you measure yourself against that on a weekly, monthly basis, then you can really understand what you need to be changing to be able to get the result you need to stay in business.
0: So digging a little deeper, Charles, what personality traits and mindsets can you attribute to your success as a franchisee?
1: I'd probably turn that question around a little bit in that everyone comes to any business, but let's say you're coming into an MBE franchise, you will bring your own personality traits with you. I'm by nature somewhat introverted. I'm a very high attention to detail person, so system and process is my thing. And so what I find is that understanding the system and process and the operations of the business comes to me very, very naturally. Going out and networking uh, at networking events and going to Chamber of Commerce events, I find hard work because I need to go outside of my comfort zone to do that. The important thing is whatever the skill set is that you bring into the, the franchise group is you then recruit to your weakness. You know, my weakness is going out and cold calling, and so I will very often bring in someone to go out and do that business development work for me. I'm definitely not a graphic designer. I outsource my graphic design to someone else to do that for me because that's where they're going to add most value to a business. So it's a case of matching your skills and abilities to the people that you're employing or outsourcing to so that you get the best outcome for the business.
0: So what drives you to do what you do? And in your own words, what makes MBE a worthwhile opportunity? (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's a big question. I, I love it. I, I, I go to work every day because I just love going. For me, because it's a business to business environment, the people I'm working with are small business people like myself. So there's a, an automatic point of contact. Now they could be running a training organisation or a cafe, or they could be manufacturing or engineering or a builder. It doesn't really matter. They're all in business. And so we all have similar interests in business and how it's going to work. And so I find that I've actually got something in common and something I enjoy talking with just about every customer who walks in the door. For me, that really is a great way of being able to be in business. Uh, Quite frankly, I couldn't run one of the franchises that sells muffins and coffee every day. That would just drive me up a wall because that's not my thing. I love the interaction with business people who are really switched on and involved in what we're doing day in and day out in the same way that I am.
0: Now, for anyone thinking of following your example and joining the MBE franchise, what piece of advice can you offer about owning and operating this type of business? What should they be looking into due diligence-wise?
1: Well, clearly the first thing is is they need to do their homework. They need to have a look at what MBE does, how it works. They need to look at other businesses because ultimately it's a long-term commitment. It's got to be something that you're passionate about. So have a look at different types of businesses Some people might love that idea of making the muffins and serving coffee. That's not me. So go out, have a look at the types of business, then narrow it down to the ones that are going to work for you. Make sure you get a really good feel for the people from the head office, because ultimately they're the ones who are going to be holding your hand through the first six months, 12 months, two years, or whatever it happens to be, and helping you through that process. So if you're comfortable with them and you know that they've got the knowledge and the personality to help you in the way you want to be helped, then that's exactly what you need. You also need to make that decision of whether you're going to be buying an existing franchise or moving to a greenfield site, which is what I did. So a greenfield site is where you actually start with an empty shop and you build it and you start literally on day one with $0 in revenue and you build it completely from scratch. The other opportunity, of course, is to buy an existing franchise. Obviously, you're paying more because you're Taking over someone's success already, but it does give you revenue on day one. So, both of those things are worth considering as to which best works for you. The other thing, which is a bit more of a, a personal thing for me, is I really wanted to have a business that was close to home. I'd, in my corporate life, I'd been traveling for many years right across Sydney to go to work. And so, I chose one that was in a good business center, but in a nice, easy, accessible place from home. So, it's between 15 and 20 minutes to get to work and home again each day. And that suits me really well.
0: Thanks, Charles. MBE Mailboxes, etc. sounds like a great opportunity. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry and the team at MBE Mailboxes, etc. will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. We wish you success in your continuing business journey and we hope to hear from you soon with an update.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: No worries. Thanks for that, Charles. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Charles Batt, who was the MBE Mailboxes Etc. franchisee for Parramatta in New South Wales, a franchise offering shipping, design, and printing services worldwide. To find out more about Charles and MBE Mailboxes Etc., or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. For recent info on the buying, selling and investing world, thanks for listening.